They always say, like, you're going to grow up, but it's not true. It hasn't happened yet. I don't think it happens for anyone. I don't think so. Anyone who says they've grown all the way up is lying. Yeah, like, what? what's your secret? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, you're not the special one that figured it out. Yeah, you're the only one. I don't think so. You're lying. <laughs> you liar. You're the only one out of, like, six million or billion or however many people on the planet. Mm-mm. Not yeah. buying it. Why don't you come here so I could beat the shit out of you? (laughs) Hey there! Welcome to our podcast, Social Disease, where you get to hear me, Elisa, and my friend over here. I like kept waiting for you to stop so I could start introducing myself and you did it. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, I love you so much. I was just like, where am I going with this? And my friend, my name is Jess. We like to talk about Degrassi as a podcast because we have no lives. Just kidding. I am very busy. <laughs> we have a lot of lives. and if, We have a lot of lives. If any of you teenagers out there are going to bully us on Instagram, just know. I can Facebook message your mom. <laughs> Probably can and will. Yeah, um, I will Facebook message your mother. So. Yeah, shout out to the teenager trolling us on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> he told me when I was, when we were like 16, 17. Hey, so you're going to get trolled just like you're doing to everybody else when you're in 10 years. I'd be like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to be a loser. (laughs) And here we are. Yeah, I just, I know for a fact that if, um, if Instagram and trolling and everything like if the net as they say on on the early seasons of Degrassi were as developed as it is now now when we were younger we definitely would have pulled some bullshit like that too oh yeah no 100 percent yeah (laughs) I I just fair share of stalking weird things and you know and honestly it's kind of my own fault because I've been experimenting with the like boosting your ads thing on Instagram and I didn't I guess specify the age group well enough so almost 100% of our ads are being seen by um, 13 to 17 year olds which is not (laughs) at all our target audience (laughs) okay so children who are listening I can't even tell you how many times I've talked about my vagina Stop listening. If you're under 18, we don't add we don't want you to listen to this. Like as much as we want listeners, like (laughs) discretion, please. And if you're under 18, like discretion yourself and get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Like I I try so hard to never forget what it was like to be a teenager. But see, because that's the thing, like I don't know it I would have found a podcast like this again if like the internet were as developed then as it is now I feel like I would have found content like this and like loved it as a teen but should not 
But the thing is, is the creator should not endorse that team. Right. So I'm going to say, hey, no. Yeah, that's why I refuse to tell the kids at work the name of my podcast. Yeah, you need to get out of here. They know I have one, but I refuse to tell them the name of it because they should not listen. When you can legally fight a fucking war for this country... Come here and listen to me curse. Yeah, then you can listen to me say fuck, 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 fuck. But not (laughs) until then. Not until you can put a gun in your hands. And or legally buy porn, which is what JT is really excited about this episode. Again, he's excited about porn again. Oh, man. JT really loves the ladies. He just... It's not even... Is it the ladies? Is it the ladies? I don't think it's the ladies specifically. I think he's just obsessed with, like, the idea of sex. You know what? I I put this later in the notes, but I feel like it can, it can get brought up at any time. I feel like this whole Toby-Emma thing is, is what's pushing JT and Manny together. You think? Yeah, I mean, they were the ones I mean, I guess. started talking during this episode and everything. And I was like, this is the beginnings of JT and Manny. Oh, I forgot that you know that they get together at one point. Yeah, thank you, Neil Cicerica. <laughs> Awful fucking song. Um, <laughs> yes, they do get together at one point. You know, that may or may not be quite yet though like you're kind of right because it is sort of the like they're they're a group of four and if like toby and emma were to get together then like you know it would only make sense that jt and manny would get together yeah and then like toby keeps being like hey no give me space with emma you know like come on just leave us alone yeah jt and emma are gonna be left alone no winky 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 and then they're gonna get to know right because they only are friends with each other so yeah like the four of them they only have those friends and liberty and liberty and you know liberty's too fucking busy yeah liberty's too busy like running the paper and being on the school council and getting straight a's and probably taking like college classes on the weekends or something and running like a real estate business (laughs) like i swear to god liberty is like the smallest businesswoman She's so, she's, like, mature beyond her years. Like, you're right. She probably is, like, retired from her real estate business or something. Yeah, and she's just, like, you know, making sure the paperwork goes to the right places, you know. Right, yeah. Keeping the track of those emails. Her, I mean, her desk is probably a mess. Oh, yeah. From all that extra work that she has with the law firm. (laughs) Liberty's law firm. (laughs) Her branding is done for her. But, okay, so Jimmy, Jimmy's presence sucks. Oh, his little, okay, so let's see. His, let's see, start of the episode. Start of the episode. Okay, that gold, they're not gold. It was silver. It wasn't even gold. Silver or something, yeah. And I, okay, so I barely even got a glimpse because I was like pulling my notes up, getting ready. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I was like, I missed it. (laughs) <laughs> and I love how Ashley's just like isn't it romantic and Paige just like it's a pile of shit and then I next note whoa Paige fucking shit up again yeah she's just she's stirring the shit 
again what is I don't remember I did not remember her being this much of a troublemaker like Paige seriously just like I don't know why anyone's friends with her she's just so mean I haven't seen her be nice to anybody that's the thing and Ashley said something interesting this episode that I wrote down but it was that she and Paige have been friends since they were little Oh, man. Well, maybe that's why she, like, feels obligated. Um, well, she's like, Paige has always been, wanted everything I have, and I have to draw the line at my boyfriend. But, like, that kind of makes sense if Ashley's always kind of been, like, the golden child and Paige was always, like, jealous of everything that she has. Now Paige is like, I want some good things, too, or whatever. So she wants to steal everything from Ashley, which makes sense why she's, you know literally kissing her boyfriend in the middle of a classroom i don't know but she like why would she be so cruel to terry then too because she's just a bitch yeah okay like also sub like subplot page is terrible also like were her and just spinner not dating anymore this episode because spinner was like yeah jimmy get it no i think they're well I don't think they're, like, official yet. They're not official, like, Jimmy and Ashley are official. Oh, okay. Because, like, Spinner was, like, rooting for Jimmy to, like, bang Paige. He was rooting for him to bang anyone. I think he just wants one of them to get laid. Spinner could bang Paige! (laughs) He could, but I really don't think he realizes that. He's too dumb. I think maybe he's scared. Yeah, he's probably all talk. All talk. All all bark, no bite. So the 8th grader storyline, should we talk about the 8th grader storyline first? Yes. Since we already kind of (laughs) were. But so the 8th grader storyline is Jimmy and Ashley's 8-month anniversary is approaching, but with Paige playing Juliet to Jimmy's Romeo for their English class assignment, Ashley debates having sex with Jimmy in order to keep him interested. In Which the meantime, Dr. Oh, God, I know. I just, that just broke my heart when she's standing out in the hallway being like, come on, grow up. I'm just like, you don't have to. You're 13. I know, right? I'm like, this is not what you need to do. No. Keep a boy around. In the meantime, Dr. Sally, the local sexual education professor, also comes to Degrassi to teach the students about teenage sexuality, puberty, and safe sex. Dr. Sally was cute. <laughs> and the guy putting condoms on the bananas. Lord. She was so cute though. I love Dr. Sally. She comes in she comes in every year for a while. Oh, she does? I think she might I I'm not totally sure about this. I've never looked it up, but I think she might be like an actual thing in Canada. The her or the sex classes? Her specifically. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Maybe not. I might be totally making this up. Oh, she could be like our Dr. Ruth. You know that Dr. Yeah, she's like Dr. Ruth. Looks like Sue Johansson is her name. Dr. Sally is a persona that she uses. No, different person. Oh, wait. No, it is. Okay, portrayed by Sue Johansson. 
She originally appeared on Degrassi Junior High as a sex educator and later reprised her role in Degrassi The Next Generation. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I did not know that. Okay, so she is – this is the person. She's a Canadian public speaker, writer, registered nurse, sex educator, and media personality. And um, Dr. Sally is her, like, persona that she made for herself, but her real name is Sue Johansson, and she is a real – thing in Canada. She's a real like personality. She's it's talksexwithsue.com. That's so cool. And she played the sex educator. Yeah, she played sh- it on junior high on Degrassi Junior High in like the 80s and then came back and did this one again. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cuz I remember she comes back next season season two to talk to the eighth graders then who's like jt and jt finally gets to go see dr sally talk next year (laughs) oh thank god he needs it because like he's about to fucking explode but anyway that's cool (laughs) trivia we didn't know well there you go everybody and if you're canadian you're probably like "Uh uh-huh and uh, yeah, Americans. Yeah, we are, though. So, what about the 8th graders? Spinners, dumb. Um, so why do they need to have to kiss during a school assignment? Yeah, like, I don't remember ever having to kiss in a school play. But it wasn't even like they were performing on stage or anything. They were just sitting in the classroom. And I was like... Okay, so even during rehearsals and stuff, if this was going to eventually be on a stage, we this at, at this age, we would never kiss. This is so weird. They're obviously doing this. Yeah. Like, Paige can be like, mm, I'm kissing your boyfriend. Yeah, that's literally all it is. Yeah, and it's just so gross. Oh, I wrote here that burn to Terry was so rude. But <gasps> You're so right. I don't remember what it was, but it was it was from Ashley, and it was more proof that Ashley is a crappy friend. Yeah, it was when um, Terry was trying to talk to her about Jimmy, and Ashley was like, why am I even taking advice from somebody that's never even been on a date? <gasps> yes! I was like, shut up. You are so rude, Ashley. It was so shitty. It was such a shitty thing to say. Yeah, I really... Because, like, you have to know that as boy-obsessed as Terry's friends are, she's very self-conscious about the fact that she's never been on a date. Like, it's almost guaranteed. So, like, what a shitty thing to say to her. Come on, man. Like, she's just saying it to hurt her feelings. Yeah. And then after, later on, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Terry. Like, you know exactly what you did. Shut up. Yeah. And then, I like... Page, it. I just can't believe that, like, her presence, her demonic presence, is like trying to force these children to fuck. And like, I've never been so uncomfortable, like, watching these children <laughs> trying to fuck. I was like, uh, oh man, I really hope like a parent walks in or like a mailman knocks <laughs> the door. <laughs> Like, literally anything. An asteroid hits the house. Yeah, can, like, dinosaurs come <laughs> back? <laughs> like, I really don't want to watch 
these children touch each other. Well, see, that's the thing is like when she's all trying to be sexy in the hallway and being like, well, you know what Dr. Sally said, like you have to be ready physically and emotionally. Well, I'm ready. I'm just like, no, you're not. You are not ready, my child. You are my baby. Like, <laughs> and the gross thing is she could literally be either of our babies, like, at her at this age. She's 13 or so. Like, we could oh either of us easily have a 13-year-old. Yeah, like, if we were, like, you know, very, uh, very, very childlike ourselves. I mean, if no, we had been, like, no. teen parents. But still, like, it's possible. Yeah. Disgusting. It's, yeah. But I like the way... Oh, I had a thing to say about the condoms, actually. So, first of all, what in the actual fuck was up with the clerk at the store when Jimmy went to buy condoms? <laughs> yeah, why was he like, would you like the flavored ones? So, in a way, <laughs> I get that he was, like, fucking with Jimmy because he could tell he was nervous about buying condoms for the first time. But in another way, could he not see that Jimmy is, like, 13 years old? I know. It's like, uh, why are you being this weird with a child this young? Like, you should be like, um, I can't sell you condoms. You're, like, a fucking child. I mean, I'm glad he sells him the condoms because, like, if a 13-year-old's going to have sex, he should use condoms. That's true. That's true. That's true. You're 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 right. You're right. You're right. But like, can he just sell it to him? Like, right? I go. I mean, and even even I would even give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, it was a little creepy the very first question. Actually, I would like to play that that clip if I can find it because it was really fucking weird. Let me see if I can find it. Oh yeah, here we go. This music killed me, by the way. It was so just persistent. The Shakespearean music. Well, are you sure this is the right size for you? Because we got small, medium, large, and extra large. Those are fine. Oh, but then we also got your choice of regular and super sensitive. Just, just ring them in. But then there's colors to think of. Because personally, I think a little bit of color spices things up. Just, just ring them in. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God. So, like, what in the hell? That is just so creepy. You're talking to a baby. Yeah. That's the thing is, I could almost understand him doing it to, like, you know, another dude, like, another adult dude, if he was either, like, a super weirdo or, like, trying to, like, bro it up. Yeah, or if he was doing it to, like, a college kid, you know? Yeah, or, like, yeah, a college kid, because they love to talk about, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go score or whatever, but, like, this kid is in fucking middle school, and it's pretty obvious from looking at his face that he's in fucking middle school. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That was just yeah. a weird scene. Like, it felt unnecessary. 
But the other thing I wanted to say about the condoms was I liked how they showed an alternative to buying condoms at the store. I liked how they showed Ashley um, buying them online and then not getting caught or getting in trouble for buying them online. Yeah, like she just slyly uh, lied to her mom. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she didn't even necessarily lie. It is sort of girl stuff. Yeah. Well, you know. Boy stuff. It could be boy stuff. (laughs) But, you know. But, like, I liked that because it kind of showed, like, back when ordering everything off of Amazon wasn't the norm, it's a cool way to be like, hey, if you are going to have sex, here's a safe way to get condoms that, like, you don't have to tell everyone about. Yeah. But I, you know, what's great is, like, they didn't coordinate on who was going to buy the goddamn condoms. Oh, see, yeah, that's, well, that's one of the many red flags that they're not ready. (laughs) Or, like, that they literally don't talk about anything. It's literally just, like, hey, we're gonna do it tonight. And then they both are, like, oh, shit, I have to get condoms. And, like, that's the extent of the planning. Yeah, it's, like, why don't you talk about it, like, Oh, like, what are you comfortable with? And right, oh, they've have probably never done more than kiss. I'm assuming they don't seem like they've done anything more than just like kiss on the lips. Yeah, so this is like not even a territory they should be going anywhere towards. No, no, I kind of feel like they're at the place where, like, you know, it's your eight month anniversary. You can touch my boob under the shirt, but over the bra. Yeah. Like, if you really want to put, like, a physical milestone on the eight-month anniversary when you're 13 years old. Because, you know, you really got to make those eight-month ones count. Yeah, because you're going to remember it for the rest of your life. (laughs) You only get one eight-month anniversary, Lisa. Ever. Ever. Just kidding. I've had, like, a bunch Probably, probably, you know, every relationship I've had them. But, like, that end, the end with, uh, wasn't it with Ashley, the freeze frame at the end? Very Yes. Yeah, when she was like, actually, he was totally cool or extremely cool about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, looking off in the distance thoughtfully. About his like, penis. Hmm, probably. <laughs> or like. He showed it to her. <laughs> Jesus. We shouldn't be questioning so. this. What? So we shouldn't be questioning this. We're adults and these are children. That is correct. Although they are mostly like our age though. So they're all grown ups now too. And we were kids when they were kids. So it's less creepy. That's true. So I question child me to child that uh, child, <laughs> child Ashley. To Did child Drake. Oh, thank you. So Emma. Emma. <gasps> yes. Are we talking about the seventh graders now? Yes. And- so the only last thing I wanted to say about the eighth graders was just that it was funny that she and Jimmy were like blowing up condoms like balloons. At the end. Yeah, which is something I totally did. Oh, me too. I think we did it at school once. (laughs) We probably did it a lot. (laughs) 
but I thought that was very cute. And like, like we were talking about last week, like the age appropriate relationships, like aside from the whole, like, we're going to have sex just to prove something to Paige, which like, what? But aside from that, like, this is another cute example of like them having very age appropriate relationships. Yeah. And I just, I loved that Emma was so passionate. She was like, oh my gosh. So like I could do it on this one specific turtle, right? Mm-hmm. I love so much. And, uh, you know, I just got to say, Toby, being a copycat is not sexy. Okay. Not only was he a copycat, but he kind of just acted like she owed him liking him back because he acknowledged her interest. Yeah, it's like you're not even genuinely interested. It's like clear that you're copying and you're like, oh, my God, like, isn't it so great? Now we can do it together. And like, oh, my God. And it's like so invasive. It's like clearly this is something she's very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then he had like that weird blowing hair sexy thing. Oh, my God. I felt gross watching that. Yeah, I was like, that's a child. I felt gross looking at the screen when that was going on. Yeah, I did not like it. I was Because, like, like, not only is she a child, she looks like a baby child. Yeah, and it's, like... And she's really cute for, like, you know, a 12-year-old. But, like, why are they doing this? Why are they shooting her this way? But the thing is, is, like, I feel like Sean always is so interested in her, like, mentally and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Toby is always into her, like, uh, I, I sounds, like, super gross because she's, like, a child, but, like, sexualizes her. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, you play this nice guy, and it's, like, you are so fake with, like, how you care about her, like, environmental stuff when you don't. And then, like, Sean is, like, genuinely like being like it's cool man I like what you do it's like that's why she likes Sean doesn't like you you little weird hobbit yeah I also wrote down nice guy for Toby yeah because he's acting like those guys that are like I'm a nice guy I'm not like the other guys so for those people that have never seen an episode of Degrassi in their life um, besides what the hell are you doing here here's the seventh grade plot so Oh, yeah. So seventh grade plot. It says the seventh graders are assigned a media immersion assignment on endangered animals in an attempt. And in an attempt to get closer to Emma, Toby rents a DVD for them to watch for their project. However, he's upset when she ditches the DVD night to spend time talking to her new crush, Sean. (laughs) Yes, which I was like, oh, well, you know. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't have done that? Well, the thing is, yeah, like, so Emma's special interest is showing. If we're going with continuing with the theory that she's on the autism spectrum, I feel that her one of her main like special interests that she gets super into and obsessed with is the environment and endangered species. Mm. So I, I'm really excited to see it starting. <laughs> out now it's really cute i know like and it makes me so happy because i'm super crazy about that kind of shit so i'm like oh yeah i love that shit it makes my heart happy 
But Toby's so whiny. Oh, my God. When he finds out that, like, because the thing is, is, it's not like she did it on purpose. It's not like she, like, planned to ditch him. It's right. like you saw him in the lab and she, like, just started talking and then, you know, it got out of hand and she was probably like, oh, oops, the time. And in the first place, she didn't even want to hang out with Toby, okay? Toby, right. you are just inserting yourself. Well, it's the total, it's the difference between the guy who is pretending to be interested in her interests and the guy who actually is. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, he shares this, like, beautiful story about his puppy. His dog. And I, like, oh, my God. I could what girl, what like, 12-year-old girl would not totally melt at that story? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, my God, like. I would totally melt if I was, like, a 12-year-old Emma. I'd be like, yeah, puppy! Like, oh, my God, he just told me this story about his dog and how he loved his dog and he was dumb and he chased his own tail and now he misses him because he lives with his parents and he doesn't live with his parents anymore and, like, holy shit, I like him even more now. How genuine and cute was that? Yeah. like Whereas Toby's being the opposite of genuine because he's just trying to get in her pants. Yeah, exactly. Toby, Toby, you suck. And if it's, you know, future Toby, you can hear it. I want you to know you sucked. He did suck. And there's no proof that he gets any better. Oh, boo. I hope he doesn't marry anyone cool. I don't. He. I think we don't see him anymore after high school graduation. Thank God. I bet you he OD'd in a gutter. Well, he comes back once during, like, season, I want to say, seven. He comes on just as, like, a cameo. He's, um, some of the new freshmen are doing, like, a one of those robot competitions. And he's the host of the robot competition. Oh, oh boy. So that's, we see Toby as, like, an early 20s guy. But we don't get to see his life or anything. He's literally just being the announcer at the robot competition. And then he's like, and it's my alma mater, Degrassi. And then he went no deed in the gutter. Most likely right after that. Yeah. <laughs> right out. He was like, I mean, I remember my days here with Emma. Yep. <laughs> he went and like kissed the locker that used to be hers and then like stabbed himself in front of it. Yeah, Kevin and Hari. I can't do this anymore. I will spill my blood into your locker, Emma. <laughs> High school is never over. <laughs> Toby, you're nasty. Get out of here. It's so gross. <laughs> God, he just if you. It wasn't so it's the same thing about you know how people were saying like with 50 shades of gray like if he wasn't so rich it would be super duper creepy and gross oh if he wasn't rich and he wasn't like decent looking yeah oh he yeah would be a rapist well and the thing with toby is like if he wasn't so smart he would be a lot creepier well you know being smart is fine it's like if he wasn't like I guess he did if he didn't have friends. If he was, oh friends, yeah, that's yeah. That's, he would be, he would be the Rick. He'd be the Rick. That's true. He's would be who Rick ends up being. Well, and the weird thing too is that he actually becomes, um, 
pretty good buddies with Rick. <gasps> that says something right there. Yeah, because it's really weird. Like, I know you know that there's a shooting. Yes. Like, I know you know that Rick Rick shoots up the school. But after the shooting is over, like, Toby gets some shit because he was friends with Rick. Oh, dear. Well, yeah. you know, Toby gives me that vibe. That yeah. entitlement vibe. See, and I'm seeing that this watching, and I never saw that before with Toby. But it's just glaring now, like, watching it again as an adult. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's winking you in the eye. Yeah, but, like, holy shit. Toby, he's totally just, like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that thing. Like, fuck you. That's not going to make a girl like you. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, is it's not like he picks something that's, like, uh, similar so that, you know, they could work on it together or something. He picks the same goddamn thing. It's, like, bitch, nobody likes a copycat. exactly what a good point like he didn't he doesn't even pick like you know another jungle or desert animal i don't know where where just wherever that turtle is he doesn't even pick another animal from the same ecosystem or anything he just picks the exact same animal oh you inspired me oh my god it was see emma is very blunt and everything but she needs to be more like you are being a creep Leave she me. doesn't pick up on it because she has autism. See, that is that's the thing, is because like she is so blunt. Like I feel like if she did pick up on that, she would be like, dude, you're being a creep right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. But I don't she doesn't like, I don't know. She's in her mind, she's categorized Toby as friend. And it's not that she's doing it like maliciously like friends owning him or anything but like you know she categorizes people when she meets them and that's just who they are and it's you know I don't know if it's um something that's even stronger with people with autism or anything but I know specifically with me with PTSD it's like a safety thing it's mm-hmm. like this person's friend this person's this you know like and then you just like put them in that ball and it's like you stay in your ball you leave your ball and you're you're done. I hate you. That makes sense though. So maybe it is that with her too, especially because she has just been through a traumatic incident not too long ago. Yeah, and it's like I for my safety, like you need to respect the boundaries of where I put you. Yeah. Cause maybe after, you know, getting basically trolled on the internet for as long as Ashley and Jimmy's entire relationship has been. Um, Yeah. She doesn't want to talk to an unsafe boy, and that's okay. And she gets to decide who's a safe boy and who's not a safe boy. And, you know, she gets to decide whoever the hell she wants to open up to and who she wants to talk to. And the thing is, is just because Toby's been friends with her and been through stuff with her and stuff doesn't mean he is owed that, uh, status exactly and that is what toby doesn't seem to understand did you notice though did you notice that he had his own search engine oh my god i did notice he went to like some weird ass search engine but i didn't know it was his own so beginning the long-standing and beautiful tradition on degrassi of having fake 
internet names for things like social media and search engines. This was the first time we got to see that. And it just, it cracks me up every single fucking time. But her, <laughs> her original search engine that she used was called Might Find It. Mm-hmm. And she searched just for, um, like, endangered turtles, I think, was what she searched for. And it came back with zero results. <laughs> Which, I don't know how you could search any search engine and get nothing for endangered turtles. Yeah, like, do you know how many results probably come up if you Google it or whatever? Like, like even back then, you had yeah. at least gotten 12. But then when Toby goes like, doop, 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 here you go. Did you notice that he switched search engines to Toby Tracks? He's such a little wiener. Oh, my God. I bet. Oh, my God. I bet you he made, like, a fake search engine that would go nowhere. (laughs) And then he was like, Emma, this is the search engine. And she was like, oh. And she went and used it, and it went nowhere. And he was like, oh, wait a minute, Emma, I got it. And he, like, (laughs) saved her. Like, you're the smartest Good job, Toby. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> this is all he has. This is all he has. It's his, like, it's his, he wants to sell it and make it be like Google, but he just, like, Google gets in there, like, two days before him. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we'd all be searching on Toby tracks right now. <laughs> no, Toby tracks. Watch us wake up tomorrow in, like, an alternate reality where Google is Toby tracks. All the impressed, Emma. It's our very own hot tub time machine episode. Uh, well, do you have any facts for this episode? I have a few. Well, shoot them at me. So, um, it's not named after a song again. Oh my god. But it shares its name with a movie I've never heard of from 1959, also called The Mating Game. Which is the title of this episode. Um, Let's see. What was another good one? Uh, When this showed on The N, which was the teen network that Nickelodeon made in the early 2000s, um, which is what they showed it on in America, they had a parental discretion warning on it because it talks about sex basically the entire freaking time. (laughs) Damn. So they had to put the, yeah, parental advisory on it. You parents better watch yourself. I can tell you one thing. When the TV was on, my parents were not in the room checking before every episode. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, like, in the evening. That's, you're not, you're not sitting there watching your kid watch TV. Yeah, oh, it's the beginning of the half an hour. We better go and check to see if there's any warnings. Oh, this one has warnings. You can't watch this one. If you're anything like me, you're using the TV as, like, a babysitter for 45 minutes so that you can take a shower and make dinner because that's what used to happen to me when I would uh, watch my godkids for, like, an entire evening. Like, that's the that's the time that you, you know, take a break for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, you just, you use the TV so your kids shut up. Not constantly. Don't use it as a babysitter. And I love my god kids. Don't think I don't. But like, 
Oh, no, no, no. You can use it as a babysitter very temporarily. Like, yeah. Like, a nice thing, but just don't do it, you know. Where... For the span of, like, one movie or less, I think it's fine. Yeah, but if you're doing it all day. But the thing is, like, you're not just going to sit there and be like, oh, parental advisory, let's find something <laughs> else. No, no. No, especially when they're, like, 13. Yeah. No, I don't think, I mean... I really liked reading when I was a kid, and I don't think my mom ever once told me, like, you can't read that particular thing or you can't watch that particular thing, especially Ooh. when I was as old as 13. Ooh, see, I was I was not allowed. You know I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies, but That's right. I, wasn't allowed, I wasn't allowed to read Goosebumps. Goosebumps? Yeah, because um, <laughs> I got one from the library in, like, third grade when I was, like, seven. And I read it. I read part of it. And I got so scared. I had the worst nightmares. And my mom, she was like, you're not allowed to read Goosebumps ever again. So no Aww. more Goosebumps from little old me. Little baby Elisa. <laughs> I was so scared well my parents put me on the bottom floor of a three-story house that oh yeah and then they the were all the floor. way upstairs so you're all by yourself uh, yeah i lived on the bottom floor with the garage i was like <laughs> i am gonna die tonight well because you know that if like the creepy clown or whatever creeps in he's gonna get you first Seriously, that was, that was my fear every night. It was like some <laughs> monster was going to come in through the garage door and was going to get me. That's not too weird, though, because I didn't actually see it. So I'm a super horror fanatic now, but I didn't actually see my first scary movie until I was 14. Oh, really? What was it? It was the first Saw movie. Oh, well, that is a pretty scary one. Yeah, well, the thing is, I was, like, so excited to watch this movie because, like, I don't know, I just knew in the back of my mind somehow that, like, I was I was eventually really going to like horror. But, like, I'd never seen anything that was, like, real horror. I'd seen, like, Beetlejuice and stuff, but I hadn't seen, like, an actual real horror movie. And I was psyched about it because, like, Saw was new. It just came out that year. I think it was, like, 2004 because I was, like, four. I was a probably I think I was in eighth grade like I was almost 14 it's like 13 um and I got to watch Saw finally on Halloween day because my mom made this deal with me that if I was gonna watch this movie then I was gonna be with her and during the daytime because scary movies at night is too scary because like I'm literally I was the kid that like I wanted to dress up as a scary thing for Halloween, and then I scared myself in my costume. Like, I looked in the (laughs) mirror, and I was too scary for myself. Oh, my God. Like, I was a pansy-ass bitch as an elementary schooler. I I do not blame you. I was, too. But, like, I watched this movie, and I was psyched (laughs) on it. And I was like, yeah, I watched a horror movie. Like, then I was going to go trick-or-treating, and... On the drive over to trick-or-treating, um, we stopped at Wendy's for dinner, and I went inside of Wendy's to use the bathroom, and while I was in the bathroom at Wendy's, the entire building had a power outage, and there were no emergency lights in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I immediately had a full-fledged panic attack. I went from, like, zero to completely 
losing my shit in like 30 seconds and I was all alone in this like pitch dark bathroom and then when I came out I realized that like the entire restaurant had just heard me like screaming for my life (laughs) it was so embarrassing I'm so sorry (laughs) but like don't ever feel bad about your 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 childhood horror fears (laughs) oh my god yeah, I think it's great that we both were like total babies. Oh, and I was. Like, we now we watch all kinds of horror. And stuff. now I just like, have you heard this podcast? You can test your own knowledge about the Manson family. <laughs> we're gonna need to start doing some like bonus content regarding like horror stuff because I know that's a thing for both of us, and I feel like if people more listen because they like us and less because they like Degrassi, they might listen to us talk about, like, horror stuff, too. Hell yeah. So, if you're a fan of the pod just because you like us and you would listen to us do other stuff, like, about, you know, murder and blood and knives and whatnot, um, I don't know. Send us a message. (laughs) (laughs) Vote on the poll that I may or may not put on our Instagram story. Oh, yeah. Put up a poll. I should. Last time I put up a poll, no one voted. But, like, now we actually have followers. Yeah. And then just, like, scream at them if they don't vote. There you go. I just – I have to start gearing our ads towards someone other than 13 to 17-year-olds. Yeah, I, (laughs) I swear to God I did not do it on purpose. It's, like, the default – so I'm going to change the default settings. <laughs> that will be most excellent. <laughs> yeah, I feel weird about because it literally like the you know how they show you the demographics of who they show the ad to. Yeah, it's like ninety something percent thirteen to seventeen year olds. I'm just like, why? Why would you show that to them first? And only why? Why are you showing <laughs> this to them? There are so many other people in the world. <laughs> I do not want children listening to me. I mean, like, I love children. Don't get me wrong. But, like, for God's sake, don't listen to this, you guys. Oh, my God. God. Do we have anything else about Emma, Sean, Toby, besides the fact that Toby's being the worst? Um, I don't think so. I thought it was cute how Manny was just like, he has a huge crush on you. Oh, yeah. I like how Manny, oh my god, that was so funny at the end when Manny was just so obvious about mm-hmm. him. Emma's was like, what? And Emma's just like shocked. Totally like, shocked. Like, Toby? No. Like, yeah. He's not even <laughs> hiding it well. He's doing a really piss poor job and acting like a big whiny bitch. Yeah. Like every chance he can get. Yeah. But again, she's not expecting him to like her like that because like that's not what friends do. Exactly. Emma's like, why is he doing this to me? Someone help me. Yeah. She's like, I don't like does not compute basically. Exactly. Poor Emma. I love her. I just I will I will defend her to the bitter end. She gets kind of shitty for a while as like a late a, like an older teenager, and it breaks my heart. Well, I think you know everyone goes through shitty phases, but yeah, 
<sighs> or I guess not an older teenager. She goes through like a pretty bad one when she's like 14-ish. Like she kind of sucks for a while. Like she and Manny have a big falling out. It's good. No. They get back together. They're we'll love on Manny for a little while. They're the real end game. Ugh. But I, I, you know, as far as favorites and least favorites go, I think definitely my favorite this episode was Emma and her turtle love. Yes. Like, seriously, the more her love of, of environmentalism and all that stuff develops, the more I love Emma. It's so cute because her little face just lights up. Yeah. Oh, my God. The second when he was like, you can do the report on this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Um, can I do it on these turtles? Yeah. She's like, OK, but these turtles, they do this and they do that. And like the specific one, she's like really old and she's like here in this place. And she's doing he's like, yeah, she's like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just like her whole day had been made. She was like, all right, I'm set. The second I get home, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's just like. I just love the passion in her. It, like, totally reminds me of how much passion I had for, like, random shit when I was a kid. Yeah. It'd be like, like, I remember my teacher would be like, okay, we're going to do a project on insects. And I'd be like, dragonflies. (laughs) I have dragonflies. Fuck you, kid. Fuck you over there. Mine is dragonflies. If you were going to say dragonflies, you're too fucking late because I already said it. It's uh, me. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love, I just love her so much. And, like, I love the fact that she doesn't care what anyone has to say or what anyone, like, it's not like she she cares what people think about her. She'll just say what she needs to say, what comes to mind, and mm-hmm. what, you know, what needs to get done. I just, I love her. I love her to death. Yeah. She's cute. I agree. Um, I think, let's see. I don't, I actually forgot, I forgot to pick my favorite and least favorite. Um, so I kind of, I feel like my least favorite, I know you just said favorites, but my least favorite is definitely, um, the way that Toby's acting. Oh my God. Yes. And I, I will add that as my least favorite. Because <laughs> Toby, like, seriously, at the end, even when, like, Emma didn't even have a clue. She was just like, oh, I'm sorry I got caught up here. And he's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. Yeah. And I was like, "Um, can you literally take it down just even a notch and a half? Like, yeah, you're Jesus being- Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that was when Manny's like, well, yeah, he likes you. But I'm like, you know, you shouldn't have to, like, say it so nonchalant. Like, it's such an explanation. no. He's being an asshole. That's the explanation. Right. I don't care who likes who. He's being a fucking douche. (laughs) Like, as soon as... Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She was just, like, gave a completely acceptable excuse. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be a total (laughs) asshole to you right now. Fuck you. He's just like, fine, fuck you. It's just, it's like, I I just, I literally, I, what? And then Manny's like, sorry, he just likes you, you know, and you're not reciprocating. That's basically like, boys will be boys. But that, you know, that boys will be boys needs to die so hard. Oh, you're right. It's like, this is such a good example. It's like, you are you are owed nothing exactly from well the thing is i mean i hate to take it to this extreme because incels are a very extreme group that in no way reflect most men 
I don't think. I mean, I'm the biggest lesbian in the world and I hate men so much. But, like, also, I got to play, like, you know, not hate everybody. I don't know. But (laughs) suffice. No, 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 man. Men are terrible. Okay, men are terrible and I fucking hate them all. Like, all right, secrets out. But anyway, Toby is acting a little bit like an incel in the fact that he's kind of, he's doing that thing that they say where they're like, I've always been nice to you and I've, I hold, I held the door for you that one time and you didn't fuck me immediately. Yeah, it's like he's a little baby one, like. It hasn't gotten to the point where, like, nobody's fucked him yet because he's too young. But it's like, nobody's given me the satisfaction. I need my satisfaction. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Like, like she has no idea that you're even looking at her that way and you are being super creepy. He's literally just being like, I helped you with your with your school report and I rented a video just for you. Why aren't we making out right now? Yeah. And it's so gross because it's like, you're giving her zero control over her own life. Like, did you even think for a second, like what her thoughts are? Yeah. What he's thinking about, like what her passions, like you're looking at the exterior of like what she said. Oh, I love turtles. But like, what about the, infinite amounts of other things she thinks about yeah like you shit you're just like i want to bang well and the weirdest part is he got such an in with her if he had just stopped at being weird about the turtles if he had just stopped at like hey do you mind if i also do turtles and we partner up on research she said yes to that yeah it's not even like she was weirded out which i totally would have been weirded out but she was like Oh, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, of course. Thanks for saying that I have such an impact or whatever. Like, so he could have really just taken that and run with it. And, like, he could have gotten closer to her that way if he wasn't such a weirdo about it. Yeah, but instead he had to be a total dick and be like, how dare you not do everything that is in my head. You are not a mind reader. Yeah, so, like, holy shit, Toby, be better. Be better, Toby. I feel like we've said that before. We have. It should be our slogan. Be better, Toby. Their new hashtag. Gotta get it trending. Trend. Oh, but what was your favorite? Since we went over our least favorite. We just rant about Toby. Um, My favorite was that Jimmy and Ashley both ended up admitting that they were not ready to have sex. Yeah, and it, like, even though I'm not a big Jimmy fan, I thought that moment was really cute when they were, like, goofing off together afterwards, like, not even taking it seriously. Yeah, I really liked that he he admitted to her in private that he was not ready to have sex also, and that he, later on, when he was telling Spinner they didn't actually end up doing it, he didn't make it like, oh, man, yeah, you know, she's just such a prude. Yeah, I mean, he came up with an excuse, but, like, one that was, oh, yeah, you know, we just didn't get to it. Yeah, it was like, oh, her brother came home and totally ruined the moon, like, mood, like, what a bummer. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, she totally, like, blue-balled me at the last minute. Can you believe that? Like, I thought that was nice. It wasn't, like, demonizing the girl for not wanting to have sex. Yeah, it was nice he didn't throw her under the bus. And I like that there he was just like, you know, I'm not ready either. Because that's an important thing that, again, I feel like 
shows in America around that time didn't really get to was the whole like the guy also has to be ready. It's a myth that they're just always ready for sex no matter what. Yeah. I mean, there's two different ways to like get turned on. And some people can't even get turned on from the way of just like random spontaneity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you know. Yeah. But I did like that. I enjoyed it. It was it was a good touch on the episode, especially like when you're that young, you feel so pressured. Yeah. Well, and I think they kind of, they put it up against a good plot device, too. Like, having having Dr. Sally come to the school and then having JT and Toby so obsessed with sex and everything. Like, this episode was clearly all about different types of early sex education. Yeah. And... Like they did it, they did it pretty well. Considering it was, it was pretty awkward, and like it was definitely a plot device. But I think they they covered a lot of different important things about like sex regarding middle school students. You know? Oh yeah, they definitely did better than uh, any American show would have done. Yeah. Well, because they also the all the most of the American shows they never would have been like. Oh, the boy said he wasn't ready for sex. Yeah, definitely. Because it was always around that time, like, all those shows that would show on, like, TGIF and stuff like that. All those shows were very much, like, boy always wants sex. Girl doesn't want sex. She is scared. He is aggressive. Like, it's very, like, caveman-y. I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, if I saw the same scenario in, like, Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. I feel like it really would have been more on Topanga than it would have been on. Oh, definitely. And I don't remember Boy Meets World super well, but didn't they have at least one storyline between her and Corey where he kind of, like, blamed her for not wanting to do it yet or something? Or, like, she Ooh, was she I was do. the wet blanket for not wanting to have sex? I bet you a hundred dollars that you're right. I kind of feel like it was, but now I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but what was mm-hmm. your? Did you have a least favorite? Oh yeah, no, I was agreeing with you. Oh, was mom. it just the to- the Toby being terrible thing? Toby just being a shit. Fuck you, Toby. Yeah. So once again, fuck you, Paige. Fuck you, Toby. And yay, Emma. Yay, Emma. And yay, Terry. Terry, you didn't deserve that mean, ugly burn. Yes. Supposed to be your friend. Find better friends. Once Terry. again, just Terry getting shit on. And I think I wrote that down too. Like, Terry's just been shot on again by her quote unquote friends. Yeah. Like, I, I wish so bad that there could be better friends for Terry because she needs them so badly. Cause, Oh, God, they're so mean to her. Terry deserved more all around. She did. She deserved more friends. She deserved a better ending for her character. I think (laughs) you will probably agree, I hope, when we see that. It's not for a few seasons, thankfully. She stays on for a while, but she's so cute. I love her. Um, But, yeah, like, overall... 
I liked this episode a lot more than the last one. It had a lot more like meat to it. I feel plot wise. Yeah, I I like this one better plot wise, definitely. I'm psyched about the next one. What's the next one? The next one is actually another Jimmy episode, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, like, sorry in advance. (laughs) But it's also a spinner episode. Oh, well, I'm kind of digging spinner, so I might like this. It's Jimmy and Spinner's friendship um, when they're on the basketball team together. And then the subplot, the B, the B story is that Liberty and Ashley butting heads again about um, the morning announcements. Jesus, these fucking morning announcements. It's a thing. (laughs) I don't remember that ever being a thing in middle or high school. No, it was something the principal did. Yeah, it was like an office. I don't even think it was the principal. It was like some... Some tired secretary. Yeah, in high school, it was it was definitely that tired secretary. That poor woman. In my middle school, I, I was pretty sure it was like the principal. I don't even really remember having announcements in middle school, except that someone got on the thing and said um, the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Yeah, it was like the pledge, and then and like if there was a special day going on or something. Yeah, and then lunch and I think that was like it well clearly they're living in 3008 over there in Canada they are (laughs) we're just so 2000 and late (laughs) it's so true we just we should just be dead I basically am it's fine me too um well do we have anything what? anything else about the episode? No, I think I'm good. What about you? I don't really have anything else either. I'm ne- yeah, next week is going to be Jimmy's Spinner. And then the week after that, I'm super excited cuz we get to talk about gay stuff. Yeah, 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 gay stuff. So psyched about gay stuff. We have to like oh, make it a special episode somehow. Oh, we will. <laughs> We will make it the gayest of gay episodes. I'm just going to vomit rainbows everywhere. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to Social Disease. It was so nice. I love you so much when you listen to me. And Jess, it's like like licking my face. (laughs) You're delightful. I'm obsessed with you and your existence. Um... (laughs) We're Elisa and Jess. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Social Disease Pod and follow us on Spotify and give us five stars if rating is a thing on Spotify for podcasts, which I don't know if it is, but if it is, then rate us five stars. Yeah, and then you you like, you thumbs up, you you tell your friends, you shout it to the sky at night, you go, hey, listen to this podcast. As long as you're over 18. <laughs> as long as you're over Please, children. You guys, for the last time, get off of here. <laughs> children, I told you. If you've made it and this far, I swear to God. If I have to tell you children again, I am going to call your parents. So help me. I will send a note home. Safety pin to your shirt. <laughs>